The following podcast was made possible by the sponsorship of Teresa Leong Lee and by Catholic Digital Resources, where you can find downloadable faith formation resources and evangelization tools. Visit Catholic Digital Resources at CatholicDR.com to build your own faith and the faith of others. That's CatholicDR.com. Good News Ministries of GNM.org presents Footsteps to Heaven. Life's a journey full of challenges. Sometimes we get stalled. Sometimes we get sidetracked. When we walk with Jesus and the power of the Holy Spirit to the destination that God the Father designed for us, the results are better than we could ask for or imagine. And now, here is your host, Terry Modica. We all need supernatural help, right? Every day there's probably some kind of challenge that you face, as do I, that really is beyond our own ability to handle all by ourselves and even by human means of the help of friends or family or whatever. You know, every day there are ways that God wants to provide help and he sometimes makes it so that it's the only, you know, he's the only person we can turn to. There's, there's no other option sometimes, although do we really recognize that? Oftentimes when we face troubles, we just get angry, frustrated, impatient. We get sometimes so desperate that we take measures into our own hands, do things, make choices, do decisions that are not holy are not God's will for us. Maybe they're not sinful, but it's still not God's best will for us. Every day we face situations that needs help from heaven. So today I would like to share with you some stories from my own life that illustrate the helpers from heaven that God provides to us. You know, you have a guardian angel, right? So I'm going to start with stories about angels. God assigned a guardian angel to you at the, at the moment you were conceived in your mother's womb. Every child, as soon as God creates the child in the mother's womb, as soon as the embryo is formed, God assigns a holy angel because that life is sacred. And because he cares about each and every life, he provides a guardian angel to each life as soon as it's created. A guardian angel that's unique for each person because God knows what that person is going to need in the future. That means, my friend, that you have a guardian angel who is especially assigned to you because of the life that you've had and will have. Is that angel bored? Is that angel sitting by just waiting for you to ask for help? Or are you actually enlisting the help of that angel? Angels help us, yes, but they wait. This is their assignment. They wait for us to ask for their help. Our angels, by God's design, are not just automatically going to do everything that we need done 
because just like in anything, you know, God can intervene in our lives and, and get us out of problems without us even praying. But God wants us to pray. God wants us to interact with him. And so he waits for us to turn to him and seek his help. It's part of our relationship with God. It's part of the humility that we need to be having. Lord, I need your help. Same thing with our angels. We need to say, my guardian angel, I need your help as part of the way God set up the community, the communion of saints. The angels are part of the communion of saints. And to be community, we need to have a relationship, which means we need to not expect our angels to automatically take care of everything. And if they don't, then it means that they don't really, they're not there or they don't care or, or what they don't exist, whatever. We need to ask for help. I learned this. Let me tell you a story about how this became so real to me that it changed my life forever. Many, many years ago, I was visiting my parents. They lived in Pennsylvania. I live in Florida. And in Pennsylvania, there's, there's woods on the mountains that my father liked to hike through. He also had a very big fascination with Native Americans. He respected their culture and he liked learning about their culture and he liked going on hikes where he could find evidence of their culture existing. In the woods, some of the, the places that they had used for their ceremonies or burials or, or cooking or whatever. So this day when I was visiting my parents, he took my mother and me on a hike to show us a place he had found that was evidence of the existence of Native Americans living there. And we hiked up this hill and it was a nice experience. It came time to leave, you know, we'd seen it all. And so we started to head back down the hill towards the car. Meanwhile, just as we were about to come out of the woods, just as we were about to leave that site, some other people came along and they too were looking for this site that was a Native American site. And so my father began talking to them. Now he loves this opportunity, right? My mother and I, we start getting bored with it. So we head downhill. My mother especially was getting, she's got arthritis, you know, and she's getting tired of, of standing there. So I go with her back to the car. The car was some distance away. From the car, we could see my father far up in the distance on that mountainside. What we hadn't thought of when we departed from my father was that he had the car keys. We got to the car and we couldn't get into the car and sit there and rest and wait for him. So we're standing there kind of leaning on the car or whatever. We're chatting and we're waiting for my father and we're waiting and we're waiting and we're waiting because my father loves to talk about his favorite topics. And he was deep in fascinating conversation with this, these people who had come along. Finally, you know, as my mother and I were just getting tired of waiting, I said, my guardian angel, go and tell my dad, remind him that we're waiting for him. Go and tell my dad to come down and come back to the car. Let's go home. Immediately, like two seconds later, my father stops talking, turns around and starts heading down the hill. And I'm going, wow. A, it worked. Asking the guardian angel to do this worked. B, 
it didn't take long. And my father actually heard the guardian angels in some way. You know, he was somehow influenced by my guardian angel. So ever since then, I remember from that, that I can ask my guardian angel for help. I really can. And there are many times today when I do that. In my work for Good News Ministries, for example, I might be working on on something on the website that's causing me problems or I'm trying to do some kind of, of technical work and I'm at a loss as to how to get it done. I, I've tried a few things and I've not met with success. And I say, come Holy Spirit, tell me what I need to do. Guardian angel, help me hear the Holy Spirit. Because I often don't hear the Holy Spirit very well because my own mind is busy coming up with solutions or possible solutions. So I've learned to ask the guardian angel, help me hear what the Holy Spirit's telling me. And in the next moment, an idea pops into my head and I've learned to trust that idea. I pursue it and sure enough, that's exactly where I need to find the solution. It's exactly the fix that I was looking for. It happens time and again. It doesn't always happen because I'm imperfect and I sometimes still get my own mind in there busy coming up with a solution. And then my guardian angel is probably sitting there going, oh, Terry, come on, I'm trying to give you the answer. All right, let me share you some other stories about angels. Not only do we have a guardian angel, but scripture tells us that we have angels to help us whenever we need extra help. One time I was visiting somebody in their home and there was some stress going on in that house. And I took some time away from it to go sit in the backyard and regain my peace by praying. But I felt I needed more than just to pray for myself. I, I felt that there was a spiritual battle going on here and I needed to do a little bit more. And I needed more help than just simply praying and asking the Lord to give me peace. I needed more help than just my guardian angel. So I said, Lord, surround me with holy angels. Give me as many angels as are needed to help in this situation. For about five seconds, I saw very clearly you know, in my mind's eye, in my anointed imagination, by anointed, I mean the Holy Spirit revealing it to me. I saw several angels gather around that tree. And what I noticed about them was that they were different looks. I mean, they, they all looked different. Some were tall, some were short, some were wearing different garments. I mean, there were differences about them. And I asked the Lord what that meant. And he basically replied in my heart, in my spirit, that different angels have different assignments, different purposes, different gifts. Like, you know, God, when he created us, he gave us special gifts and talents. Same thing with angels. What I was seeing was a representation of their different callings, their, their different giftedness. I don't know what their giftedness was, were. I don't know why I needed those particular angels, but they all came to my aid. Another story I'd like to share with you, again, involving angels and lots of angels. Many, many years ago, 
back in the late 1970s, when I had my conversion experience, I had been involved in the occult and Jesus rescued me from that. After that, after I turned my life over to Christ, after I was filled with the anointing of the Holy Spirit through going through Life in the Spirit seminar and and receiving the baptism of the Holy Spirit, as we call it, it's a special anointing of the Holy Spirit. And Ralph, my husband, had gone through all that with me. We did it together. We came back to the faith together. And someone who had been very close to me involved in the occult, I shared with her my conversion. She resisted it. She was very enamored of the occult. And she was living with her best friend, who was a homosexual man who was also a Satan worshiper. I know he was because when we visited their home, the paraphernalia was there of Satan worship. And we could also feel the presence of demons. Both of them wanted to come over to quote unquote talk to us about our conversion experience. But we knew, I mean, the Holy Spirit, maybe our guardian angels too, told us, made it very clear to us that their motive was not to learn about Jesus, not to truly understand our conversion because they had a hunger for it too, but to convince us to come back to the occult. We were just filled with a certainty about that. And with that knowledge, we, as these two people were on their way to our house, we prayed that God would post angels, holy angels. We always use the word holy because demons are angels too. We asked God to post holy angels at every door and window, protecting us from demons coming into our home. When this couple came to our door, they came in to the house and seemed very uncomfortable. They sat down on the edge of the couch. They weren't comfortable enough to sit back. You know, they were sitting on the edge of the couch looking like they were ready to get up and run and leave. The reason that they had come, what they wanted to tell us, they never said. We talked a little bit about our conversion, but it was very clear to us that they did not have ears to hear. We just could not share our story with them and make a difference. And so the Holy Spirit in us just inspired us to just be polite and friendly, to leave the door open in case they wanted someday to hear about our story and to hear about Jesus. The situation, you know, their their visit lasted about 10 minutes. They weren't able to stay there any longer than that, and they left. The whole experience told Ralph and me that those angels that we had posted at every door and window prevented the demons from coming in with these two people and prevented them from, the, these two people, from fulfilling their agenda of why they had come in the first place. Because these people had demons in their lives, they couldn't stand being around these holy angels and they couldn't wait to leave. So we've used that time and again, you know, posting the angels around the doors and windows. And you could post them around all the walls as well. Another time that we did that same thing, 
was when there was a hurricane coming our way and we posted angels around the entire house, walls, the roof, doors and windows as well. And we asked God to give us angels who would protect our home, our property and us from hurricane damage. Now we had a a swimming pool in the backyard and decorating around the edge of the pool, we had some statues of the Blessed Mother, St. Joseph, and Jesus. The statue of Jesus, you know, his his hands are up like this, like he's he's blessing us with his with his hands raised. And to save them from getting tossed about by the wind and and damaging something or being damaged, we put them into the pool along with the pool furniture, the the lanai furniture. After the storm passed, We went out to take a look at the damage. Nothing in our property had gotten damaged. And when we looked into the pool, the statues, which had, when we put them in, had floated down to the bottom and were lying down flat at the bottom, were now standing up, facing the direction that the wind, the storm had come from. And Jesus, with his hands up, looked to us like he was saying, don't come here, storm. Yeah, I have to say that that was a miracle. The statues themselves did not come to life and perform the miracle. I think the holy angels put them into that position to let us know that we were being guarded and protected by Jesus, by the Blessed Mother, by St. Joseph, and by all the angels. Another time that we learned about getting special help from heaven. You know, there are other types of helpers from heaven besides angels. And I'd like to talk about that now. We have the holy saints who have gone on before us who are now our helpers from heaven. We don't pray to him, which is a Protestant misconception about our relationship with saints. Uh, So be careful how you word it when you talk about this. We ask for their help. We ask for their intercession. We ask them to pray with us because they are friends. They are partners with us on the journey that we're making to heaven. And just as you can ask uh, an earthly friend to pray for you, so can you ask a friend who's gone on to heaven. We're all part of the communion of saints. The thing about the saints helping us that we need to remember is that we do have to have a relationship with them, a devotion. We sometimes call that in Catholic language, a devotion to them. One way to have a devotion to the Blessed Mother, for example, is by praying the rosary, which also gives us a devotion to Jesus Christ because the mysteries of the rosary cover his life. The the devotions that we have to the saints can include reading about their lives. It can include just remembering in your daily prayers that they are there to help and knowing what their special patronage is so that when we have a need for their specialty, we rely on them. For example, I want to talk about the Blessed Mother first of all. Way back at the beginning, when I was first a Catholic after my conversion and learning about the power of the rosary, the very first novena I ever made, 
praying the rosary for nine days for a specific cause was because a friend of mine who was actually the same person I shared in the story earlier, she was joining a nudist colony and buying a condo in this nudist community. And I knew that this was just keeping her journey away from Christ going further and further, deeper and deeper, being locked into the ways of the world instead of turning to Christ. And I knew that if she bought this condo, she'd be locked in because she had property there. And how easy is it to sell property in a nudist colony? There's not a whole lot of people who are looking for that kind of property. So I prayed in Novena for her to be rescued from this situation. Before I even finished the nine days, the deal she was trying to make in buying this property fell through. The Lord was showing me through this how powerful the novena is. Usually he waits until the full nine days are done because that's our commitment. That's a sacrifice we are making. We are offering ourselves and our time for nine days in a row and sometimes longer if we do multiple novenas or whatever. This time the Lord wanted to show me, hey, Terry, the novena is very powerful and it's so powerful I'm showing you fast just how effective it is. Another helper from heaven is St. Joseph. And I'd like to share with you a story about how St. Joseph came to our aid. The first time, and we've relied on him since then, but I'd like to share the first time because it was a remarkable turning point in my life and in, in Ralph's life. This was over 25 years ago. We were trying to sell our house in New Jersey to move to Florida. God was calling us to move to Florida. And we had a short window of time in which to get our house sold. That short window was getting shorter and shorter and we still hadn't sold the house. And our friends were telling us this myth that many people believed back then. And I think probably still there's many believers in it. That if you take a statue of St. Joseph and bury it upside down in the ground, I don't know why, then St. Joseph would help us sell the house. And I'm thinking, doesn't he get a headache from being upside down? <laughs> of course, it's just a statue. But why would he appreciate it? What's the point of burying a statue and upside down? I don't get it. So Ralph and I said to each other, let's look at the, the underlying point of this myth. It's that St. Joseph is the patron saint of the home and the family. And so... Let's just ask St. Joseph to help us sell our house. So Ralph and I sat down together and we prayed a very short, simple prayer. We asked St. Joseph to help us sell our house. We said, Amen. 30 seconds later, literally 30 seconds later, the phone rang and it was a realtor. And she wanted to bring over somebody to look at the house. And this was the person who bought the house. So see, St. Joseph is a powerful helper from heaven. Another saint that I would like to mention, and I could tell other saint stories as well, but another favorite of mine is St. Benedict. I'm in spiritual battle quite often. In doing good news ministries, the devil hates what we are doing and 
we've been doing this ministry for over 25 years and I've been involved in ministry in general for much longer than that. I'm so used to Satan trying or demons trying to interfere with what we're doing and stop what we're doing. And I've had to learn spiritual warfare. I've had to keep up with that all these years. And I've learned that St. Benedict is a powerful intercessor to help with this. One of the, the reasons for this, or one of the powerful tools that he's given us is a prayer that he said that when we say it makes a big difference. There's more to it than this, but the key phrase, and it's the phrase I always use, is Satan, drink your own poison. Here's how I started doing this. Many years ago, at the beginning of Good News Ministries, we had equipment that we relied on to to get our website and to get our ministry going, to keep it going, to get our daily reflections that that I write on the readings from Mass, Catholic Mass, to get it out there. You know, we rely on equipment. The equipment kept failing. We'd fix one thing and another part of the equipment would fail. We'd fix that and another piece of equipment would fail. We'd fix that and something else would break. I finally said, we need some help from heaven. I need a helper from heaven to get involved here. Who should I pick? Okay, I'm going to pick St. Benedict because he fought, he wrestled with demons. So I asked St. Benedict, would you please come help us be set free from this demonic interference? And in the name of Jesus Christ, I command Satan to drink your own poison. That's when the problems ended. And I have used that to this day and seen real quick answers. You know, I use it mostly for technical problems because that's how it all got started. But it could be used for other things as well, of course. There have been times, even very recently, when a technical problem cropped up. And as soon as I said that two-part prayer, you know, asking St. Benedict to help and then commanding Satan to drink his own poison, just like that, the problem ended. Now, there's one more helper from heaven I would like to bring to your attention as very important. It's the Holy Spirit himself. The Holy Spirit is our greatest helper. We need to have a personal relationship with the Holy Spirit so that all these other things, all the other helpers from heaven and all the other spiritual aids that God provides are available to us because we're open to receiving them. We need to be able to discern through the Holy Spirit what to pray for, what to pray against, what to do. Like when we knew that our friends or my friend and her guy friend you know, that were involved in Satanism, you know, when they were going to come over to the house, the Holy Spirit told us that their agenda was not to listen to our story, but to try to pull us back into the occult. You need to have a personal relationship with the Holy Spirit for that kind of inner knowing to come and to come clearly and helpfully. And so I'm going to end this with a prayer that I'd like you to pray along with me in your heart and learn to pray it out loud in some fashion or other in your morning prayers. I do this in one way or another. You know, it varies from day to day. It's adapted according to the needs of the day. It's one of the first things that come out of my mouth in the morning, and it should be one of the first things that come out of your mouth too, my friend. Prayer to the Holy Spirit, asking the Holy Spirit to fill you. 
Pray this prayer with me now and pray it every day. Come Holy Spirit, fill me. Come Holy Spirit, renew me. Come Holy Spirit, enlighten me. Come Holy Spirit, you have my permission to change me. Amen. God bless you, my friend. And may the helpers from heaven become very noticeable to you in your needs. You've been listening to Terry Modica of Good News Ministries. For more faith builders or to learn more about this ministry, come visit our website at gnm.org. You'll find online resources and lots more to help you know the Father's love and grow closer to Christ and be filled with the Holy Spirit. Visit gnm.org today.